my father did, from an old catalog, and it's called Jung, J-U-N-G. And uh, I have gotten things for them, especially um, some um, native plants that I wanted, and I didn't have good luck with them. And um, I wrote them, and I told them, and they said, you know, we'll be happy to refund your money. Uh, we'll be happy to send you new plants um, next spring, but it's too late to send them now, and you wouldn't be successful with them. And I thought that was ideal. And sure enough, the next spring I got my replacement plants, and they did they did really, really well. Nice. And um, I don't order a lot of native plants, but uh, I did want these. And one was called Shooting Star. Um, I had seen that in many gardens. I had tried to find it at nurseries, and I couldn't find it there. And so I, I got that one from them. And then um, I got a, a hepatica, which is uh, what we call it ephemeral. They come up and they get their their bloom before they get their leaves. It's early. And um, um, I have both of those plants now. I've had them for several years, doing really, really well. And uh, they have to be in the right soil, and they, they need to be shady, but uh, have a certain amount. That morning sun is good for them. So, you know, you kind of... Um, um, when you're when you're starting a garden, you start looking for things, and um, you kind of just ask people if they're ordering from a catalog, or or try your local gardening center first. And um, uh, it, it, there's, like I say, there's lots of good seed catalogs. So so just go ahead and try a few of them on your own. You'll also find a listing. Um, on the internet for seed catalysts. There's just tons and tons of them. But here's what I think. Don't just go ordering a bunch of catalogs because, after all, paper comes from trees, and we don't need to be cutting down trees so people can have a bunch of uh, catalogs and not use them. Okay, that's that's very true. Well, I tell you what, Barb, we're at that magic time where we have to say bye-bye. Well, listen... Um, Time flies I, when you talk to master gardeners. <laughs> I, I'm so happy. I'm so happy to talk to you guys, and I wish you happy gardening and stay warm. You too, Barb. You too. Oh, thanks, guys. Bye-bye. Have a great day. Yeah, yep. thank you. We're at the top of the hour, and uh, so we've got um, the MSU folks coming in to talk sports. Well, I want to do the ID quick. You're listening to Independent Public Radio, the Maverick, KMSU, Mankato, KMSK, Austin, Broadcasting from the campus of Minnesota State University, Mankato. <clears throat> You're doing great. Big ideas, real world <laughs> thinking. All right, sing that rouser.
Good morning, Maverick fans out there, and welcome to another edition of the of Maverick Magazine, our 83rd year in existence here at uh, Minnesota State University, uh, Mankato. Uh, I am Nick Burns, driving the bus here, uh, in in in, pla- in place of uh, Paul Allen, who's back at our office working on some stuff for. Uh, Hockey Day Minnesota and all that fun stuff. But in the in the joining me in the studio today are the graduate assistants from our athletic communications office, Jordan O'Grady. Jordan, thanks for being here. Yes, sir. And Connor Wachtel. Hey, good morning, Birdsey. Hey, morning. You look a little cold there, Connor. I am. I mean, it is a little cold out there. Yeah, a little little late into the radio station. Well, I mean, we made it on time, but uh, <laughs> you made it on we're, time. We're yeah. still feeling the effects here. I got in here about a minute or yeah. two ago, and yeah. it's uh, not warm out there. No, it's Stay de- warm. No, it's definitely not. So, I mean. I don't know if you know this, but I was uh, in Vegas recently, and I, we go. Ra- I ran into uh, someone who uh, who saw my twins. He's like, oh, are you from Minnesota? And I'm like, yeah, I'm from Minnesota. And he's like, just down here, little vacation, bachelor party, that sort of thing. And, my, uh, and he asked, so what's it like when it gets so cold up there? And he's like, just tell me something that uh, you wouldn't expect. And I'm like, you know, when it gets really, really cold out there, you know, your beard can freeze to your face, and it's the weirdest sensation feels like a little pin yeah. you're getting little pin pricks on your face or something like that he's like wow i never thought about that i'm like yeah that's just something that uh, you deal with up here in uh in minnesota especially around this time of year and especially over the last few days yeah so. i certainly get that sensation as well yep so. so sticking with the cold theme we should probably talk about some hockey oh. and uh matt uh obviously uh hockey day minnesota is coming up here on saturday the mavericks of course uh hosting uh st thomas i believe uh uh, face-off is 4.30 on Saturday out of Blakesley? Uh, yes, correct. Blakesley Stadium, and uh, it seems to be a heck of a production out there. Uh, Connor, you've had a chance to go out there and take a look at it several times. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, it uh, does not look like a football stadium anymore, <laughs> that's for sure. It's kind of yeah. hard to tell they play football out there, but yep. um, part of that is the snow, but I think <laughs> uh, um, there's a lot they've done to that field, the dropping yep. the bleachers in there, the broadcast stand, or facades or whatever you want to call them mm-hmm. the um, scaffolding the scaffolding, scaffolding. The scaffolding. yep um but yeah so i'm really looking forward to that on sunday uh men are obviously on saturday yep. so we just got a whole mm-hmm. whole weekend of stuff coming up here but uh mavericks kick off the series tonight at seven um they are in mendota heights to take on the st thomas tommies this is the women's hockey team yes yep. women's hockey teams uh, excuse me yep um so uh i'll be up there covering that tonight. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Mavericks are one and zero against the Tommies this year. Yep. Um, after or two and zero. Sorry, excuse me. They swept the previous home and home series with a three and three to one victory at home in Game One of the series back in December, and, and then um, took Game Two um, <clears throat> by way of shutout at uh, up in Mendota Heights, three uh, nothing. Califrank backstop both those games. Um, Given this is St. Thomas's first year at the D1 level, um, the Mavericks had actually only taken on the Tommies one previous time and won 15 to nothing back in 1999. So you have to go all the way that that far back. Yeah, we're still pretty new to taking them on, but um, I I don't think it'll take very long, and I I definitely wouldn't take them lightly this week either. No. But uh, St. Thomas will certainly grow fast and bring a lot of power to the WCHA here pretty quick, I think. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, yeah. Would, uh, I, th- I would highly anticipate the Mavericks are 
trying to get two wins this weekend. So mm-hmm. uh, that's the plan. Uh, but we won't take them lightly, and we'll nope. get after it. Absolutely. So, and uh, what time is that game on Sunday out there at Blakesley Stadium for the women? That's at four thirty. Tonight's at seven oh one. Tonight's at seven oh one. And Sunday, and Sunday's women's game against. Uh, uh, are the women's ga- women are playing St. Thomas on Sunday too, correct? Yes. What, what time is that game? That's at four thirty. Four thirty. Oh god. No, sorry, one. One. Oh my goodness. Yeah. There's just see, so many I, times flying around. Yeah, there, we have a whole bunch of different times yeah. uh, going sorry. around. So the no, women play. Together, women boy. play at one on Sunday. Yes. I'm thinking <laughs> the men play at Saturday at yep. four thirty. Yes. That that's. Oh my goodness. Okay. <laughs> just shows okay. how busy it is around here, right? Yes. I mean, it's been uh, interesting week. And speaking of the men, uh, the men's hockey team was up. Uh, Facing St. Thomas uh, in the first part of a home and home series yesterday, defeated the Tommies uh, five to one. St. Thomas got the first goal of the game, but then we uh, scored five unanswered goals the rest of the way to get the five one one. Akito Hirose, Jack McNeely, Nathan Smith, uh, Bennett Smolik, and Jake Livingstone all uh, got a goal there for the Mavericks, and uh, you know uh, the Mavericks improved to twenty two and five overall, and they're still ranked number two in uh, the national poll, I believe, and we're still on top of the of the CCHA. Almost said WCHA. Hmm. But we're still on top of the CCHA standings, and uh, you know, hopefully, we can complete the sweep against the Tommies uh, this Saturday out there at Hockey Day Minnesota. Um, obviously, um, you know, uh, other games going on here uh, as well to, uh, today. Uh, the East West Boys Hockey Team teams are playing out out of Blakesley Stadium. I think they're playing before the uh, the alumni game today. Correct? Yeah, I believe so. Go Cougars! Yep. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Connor's got a rooting interest there, being right, uh, East let's kid. Let's go Scarlets! You're from here. You're not from here. Get out of here. I thought you'd root for the Green Mountain Boys. Ah, well, you know. <laughs> UVM it's not doing oh so well in college hockey these days. Okay, so yeah, fair enough. I can't say much. Yeah, we did find out UVM has more pros by one, right? By one, <laughs> but I don't by think one. there's any more coming anytime that's soon. Any so. leverage? I think they also have like three times the amount of history, <laughs> so that's pretty rough. Yeah. So I mean, and uh, there's also an alumni game uh, tonight for the Mavericks uh, men's team. I think we got like an 18 NHLers yeah, or 18 Ryan guys. Carter and David Backus yep. are the captains for a game yeah. too. So. Not not bad, right? Not, not bad. <laughs> not bad at all. So and uh but yeah we got a lot of guys coming back so that'll be uh fun to w- watch a lot of these guys, you know, uh playing and everything like that. It's a heck of an mm-hmm. uh, heck of a thing to see out there and um I mean, you know, sorry to yeah, no. jump in, but you know, being a small town Vermonter and only having a big Labatt Blue pond hockey tournament Ooh, like on Lake Champlain, which in its own right holds its weight back home but last night just me and my girlfriend went over and watched the um alum no the celebrity a, celebrity game excuse me a very own timmy marshall out there on the ice and just the just the whole setup club cambria is very cool inside yeah. and you know you did, you did get to go in there yeah went in there stood there a little bit um i think he was granted a temporary easement yeah <laughs> <laughs> and checked that out walked around all the all the um what do you call them? All the haulers, all the food trucks. The concert was great until it momentarily cut out, but the lights came back on shortly after. Yeah. But, you know, it's a really cool winter carnival festival-esque, however you want to put it, time. And, you know, it was, it's um, you really see how how much the Minnesotans care about it and mm-hmm. how much it means. It's it's theirs. It, they own it. It's it's strictly Minnesota, I, I suppose you could say. And um, yeah, it was just a fun experience last night, taking it all in and seeing all the different aspects. And yeah, I mean, giving us some promotion here, but I truly, truly enjoyed it last night. And tonight should be 
even more fun if possible. Mm-hmm. Well, and speaking as like a hardcore Minnesota hockey fan, I feel yeah. like we've been expecting it for like the sure. last, you know, almost 10 years and it just seemed like it was never going to come. So, mm-hmm. um, I mean, there was the two year layoff from the pandemic and stuff. Like yeah. we didn't do it last year and stuff. And I think that was in itself, like pretty annoying for a lot of people. Cause we had to wait that yeah. extra year. But then I think there was also like the 10 years before that, where it was like, um, Every day at the end of Hockey Day Minnesota, they announce where it's going next, like gotcha. on the rink. Oh. And it was like, I felt like every year, it was like everybody would tune in, like right at the end of the show after the Wild oh, Game, on, and they wanted to on. figure out where it was going next. And, yeah. oh, St. Cloud, oh, Bemidji. Now, like. from from my little understanding of hearing stories and stuff from you guys in the office and people around now, has it ever been done in a stadium like this? Because I no. think that, at, you know having it in historic Blakesley and having those stands looking down on the ice that really like it's different it gives that vibe of like i i can't say i've ever really watched a winter classic or even been to one but like having that stadium surrounding the ice and people in those stands like it adds to an atmosphere of like being on top of it and i think it's really it was really cool last night i'm excited for the rest of this this uh this weekend it's very I mean, exciting. To my knowledge, I don't think anyone's had it like in on a football field no, with, with stands um, around it like that. I don't even think that like I can't even really recall one where there were just actual stands like yeah. already there. I think they've all been like they brought in like you know they had the bleachers right. around like three yep. fourths of it, and they've all been like bleachers all the way around. And then they'll usually do it at like um, Hanky Pit in Elk River, which is. Uh, just a historic outdoor mm-hmm. rink, like it was there forever, and like all the Elk gotcha. River grades played on it before they had indoor rinks and stuff like that. Or, um, oh, sorry, um, but no, a lot of them are just or lakefront settings, and then they just plop the rink down right next to the lake and gotcha scenic views and stuff. So, what a chance for a segue here into what PA was telling us this morning. What is this, 50 years? About 50 years since uh, our last uh, men's outdoor game. Yeah. <laughs> when the the yeah. hockey program, because uh, they used to play at uh, All Seasons Arena, but uh, that didn't open up until the mid-70s. Yeah. And so the hockey program was founded in 69. Yep. So we were playing some outdoor games, I think, and there, uh, one of our spots that we were, we were playing was across from what is now Cherry Ridge down Warren yep. Street. So our out, our first rink, our one of our first rinks was right out there, just outside. I sometimes so. wish that was still that was still there, like yeah. the rink itself was still there. That'd mm-hmm. be pretty sweet. But. Yeah, it would be, but you know, I mean, it. You know, that's just what happens over time and everything yep. like that. I mean, not everything can have the <laughs> longevity of uh, Blakesley Stadium, right? I, <laughs> need, I need to see if I can figure out a way to like record it and watch everything later because yeah. I'm really interested to see what Bally Sports puts together Don't you in terms a, of just yeah like, DVR, right? I do not. Oh. I think no. you may be able to watch it on their app, and they replay everything yeah. to oblivion, so you okay. probably will be able to catch it. Because that's always been one of my favorite things about Hockey Day Minnesota is they yeah. go in and they do so much like historic research mm-hmm. on the Come area down. and stuff and look up everything. Yeah. So I feel like there will be stuff in there that I've never even like known. So Oh, yeah. They're, you know, they're, they're good stuff. at doing all that sort of stuff. I mean, there's a long history of hockey in this state, obviously, and you know it goes a long time. I mean, and you know, just yeah. we show it every time. I mean, we had the NHL Winter Classic here uh, <coughs> earlier this year, and uh, 
you know, you just keep going further and further into hockey history in Minnesota. There's just a lot to cover. And I mean, I remember when I was working down in Tennessee, uh, I was paying attention to the high school hockey tournaments, mm. you know, and everything like that. And that's why I think when or not the all hair team hadn't started yet. At okay, that I was just gonna say, I but, thought there was something to do with haircuts. But I had a whole bunch of coworkers and friends uh, down in Tennessee asking, "So, where do you, why, what are you paying attention to right now?" Because they could see I was distracted. I'm like, "Oh, the yeah. boys' ho- state hockey tournaments mm. going on up in uh, Minnesota." I'm like, "Oh, is that a big deal?" I'm like, "Yeah, that's <laughs> it's it's a big deal up in Minnesota. It's it's like it'd be similar to your guys' uh, football uh, high school playoffs." Well, you guys I think I've heard it's it's like the most drawing high school tournament in the nation, right? It's bigger than Texas football. I think that's what I, I think I've seen statistics that they draw more for that than well, they do for Texas maybe. football annually. Maybe, but that that'd be the apt comparison if nothing else. Yeah. Texas football, Minnesota hockey, Indiana basketball, that sort of thing. Hockey might kind of have an advantage too because they have that entire like Wednesday through Saturday. Yeah. Like I don't know what football has, but Friday. Yeah, they got Friday. Sure, they got like one one night or something. Friday like night that, lights. So. so, great, great TV series, great, great movie. Oh, 100 <laughs> yeah. percent. Good, good book too. You guys, have you guys ever read the book? Can't say I have, Bernsey. Okay, fair enough. I can't read. <laughs> you can't read. <laughs> but he can write well. But he can write well, though. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a paradox, isn't yeah. it? I don't get it. Gifted. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so um, women's hockey tonight, uh, 701 up at St. Thomas. And then, of course, on Sunday they play at uh, 1 o'clock at Blakesley yeah. Stadium. <laughs> yes, and then, 1 uh, o'clock. Men's hockey, obviously, will go tomorrow at 430 out at Blakesley Stadium. So that's the... Uh, kind of the big that's the big anticipated one for a lot of people around these parts so and obviously east west tonight and then of course the maverick alumni game tonight as well so yep. it'll be a lot of hockey around here and it's you know it's been a heck of a week so far hasn't it uh let's i guess you know we got other sports going on that we do around uh well not necessarily around here but uh nope. they are going on uh jordan let's uh talk about some basketball huh yep women women hit the road here going up the the old north dakota road swing yep. bismarck and minot starting out at minot uh mavericks got off the schneid there playing three three of the toughest opponents in the conference yep. um you know and after that's happened you know we're still we're still a win away from being back in the number one spot here. Mm-hmm. At, we're sitting twelve and four or twelve and three, and then St. Cloud and Duluth, who we lost to last week or no, the weekend before, excuse mm-hmm. me, um, twelve and three and twelve and four respectively. They're right there, still the number one scoring offense, still lead the conference in steals and turnovers, turnovers per game or turnovers in total. I'd have to try to decipher that through my notes, but regardless, they're at the top of the top of the rankings there and. It's it's um same old story, but it's still a good story for how they how they do things, and you know they're true to themselves and they do what they've done all year. And you know, St. Cloud game probably was a game that got away from them, and not to try to go back and rehash at all. But Duluth, they right there, and not making excuses, not having starters due to injury or whatever reason, you know. So there's something to be said about that, but. You know, this is a time now turning it on where they're playing against opponents that you, there's no such thing as a sure win. Yep. But these are games that, hey, you could see them knock off eight, nine in a row again here. Yep. And depending how the chips fall with Duluth and St. Cloud, because I think between us three and maybe a Concordia or another that then they've kind Concordia's of. Concordia kind of hit a rough right, patch right exactly. now recently. So, and you never know. And so. Yeah. We could we could find ourselves back at the top of the conference and looking at a host, 
situation here, which would, you know, possibly. Maybe. Possibly. Maybe. But a lot of basketball left, and, you know, the way they we can score points, we're just under 80 points a game. Yep. And that's that's a lot for um, four-quarter, excuse me, basketball game. And, yeah, they just got to keep rolling. I think, from my knowledge, I think they're pretty much fully healthy now. I haven't heard anything, nor do I get weekly reports on about the injuries or the conditions of players, yeah. but I would assume that they're back healthy. We'll have, you know, our eight deep again that we've had yeah. all season, you know, and we've talked about it last week too where you lose a few starters and you yeah. got – in. Given the way we play, where it's you're running sprints the whole time you're in Pretty there. Much, yeah. When you play on the no. Minnesota State women's basketball team, there's no catch your breath, run a half court offense, run the shot clock down. So mm-hmm. it's tough to be thrown into that because you can't get that condition without doing it. And you mm-hmm. can replicate it in practice as best as you can, but but there's still no, yeah, there's not nothing makes up for uh, game actual in game experience, exactly. you know, to it and all that sort of stuff and. You know, I mean, yep. you see, you see some of the players, you know, who are so used to this, you know, right now, like a Joey Bad or a Maddie right. Olson, they can go out there and they're they not play. even breathing hard. Yeah, they they can play, <laughs> they can play the whole game. They're used right. to, it. they're exactly. used to this by now. So it's um, and Joey, I think, is thirty six and a half minutes per yeah. game average. Her breaks are literally when the buzzer goes off in the quarter if she's in foul trouble. That's enough of a break, right? Yeah, I guess so. Uh, enough for her anyway. I would need a whole quarter I would, of recuperation. I, I need the rest of the day after <laughs> yeah. doing what she does in a quarter probably. Yeah. So but, but yeah, uh, it's this is a good weekend. Knock these two off and just get back to cruising here. Yep. How are Mary and Minot doing on the women's um, side? Minot's four and five in the conference um, ten and ten overall. Okay, so uh, or six and ten. Excuse me, four yep. and five in the conference. Mary is a team that's ten and ten, and they're four and seven. And you know they have a little bit of a difficult road being in the north with Duluth and St. Cloud. So it's it's hard to kind of gauge yep. out when you got two of the top, yeah, literally the one and two teams in the conference right now mm-hmm. overall. So I'm sure they're not going to be no slouch. They're not going to be. Sorry, Crookson. They're not going to be a Crookson that one in one in ten, yeah. you know, that's struggling. So because they just simply face tougher competition in their in their division in the North mm-hmm. Division. Yep. So is, I'm sure it'll be a tough one. Bemidji came in here last weekend. Yeah, they, they gave it's us kind of the same same yeah. thing. Middle middle of the South yeah. with us, and yeah, they, they, uh, we they we had all the 19 point lead yeah. at halftime, and we won by four. Yeah, so. You don't with a it was at seventy two sixty eight I believe so yeah. you never know how it's going to pan out there mm-hmm. exactly it's the NSIC and, and then, anything can happen and then of course you know the added a- aspect of going up to yes. Biz- Bismarck and Minot that's a it's the yep. longest road trip we yep. got in, in conference play uh, every, in a year so sure and, you know that's another that's another thing too you got to get off but, the bus mm-hmm. but uh, yeah those uh, tip uh, oh, and we've reached the point in the conference schedule where now the women are yes. going to be going first, yep. and so the men are going to be going second. Five thirty so and three thirty for the women. Three thirty for the women. Friday, Saturday, five thirty for the men on yep. Friday, Saturday. So, yep, switching it up now f- and back to the way it was. It pretty much was for the last uh, decade or so <laughs> going oh, wow. forward now. So that's right. But um, yeah, so you mentioned uh, so the men are also going to be up at uh, at uh, Minot and uh, or Minot and Mary this weekend, seven thirty against the. Beavers tonight, 5.30 against the Marauders tomorrow. This will be the Mavericks' uh, first outing since uh, their January 2nd win against uh, Concordia St. Paul. So the Maverick uh, men's team is 10-4 uh, and four on the season, including a 4-4 four four, uh, NSIC record. They're uh, hoping, I mean, hopefully they uh, 
get things going here again. They need to get some wins and try to climb up those South Division standings right now. There's they're, they're still room to improve their spot and maybe host a first-round uh, conference tournament game. So uh, uh, the, men's, the men's team's averaging 81 points and 38 rebounds a game, shooting 49.4% from the field. Quincy Anderson uh, is leading the Mavericks with uh, 18.6 points and 5.9 rebounds per game. Devontae Thedford is... Um, has tallied uh, 12 and a half points a game this year, and Brady Williams, uh, 12 point uh, seven points a game as well. So, I mean, you got a lot of uh, you got a lot of uh, good guys on this uh, squad, and hopefully, everyone's back healthy now at this point, and you know, we can really uh, start start the second half of this mm-hmm. uh, conference schedule with a couple wins here against Marion Minot before coming back home next week. So, the the Minot State Beavers uh, they own a 10 and four record right now on the season, and they're four and four in the conference as well. They've uh, had the same kind of uh, bug as we've had. They haven't played in the last two weeks as well. So, well, so it's going to be a little interesting to, to be able to watch to, to today's game against uh, Minot. Uh, you know, because you know we're, we've both been in the same boat, and now we're. I'm sure both squads are back. They're eager to play. They're either they both want to get start getting some wins again to climb those standings. The University of Mary uh, owns a five and eleven record and is four and seven in the in the NSIC. They lo- they've lost their last three outings, including a pair of losses against Wayne State and Augustana last weekend. Of course, those are uh, those are two uh, pretty tough teams from the South Division to face Wayne State and Augustana. And uh, but yeah, uh, five, seven thirty tonight uh, in Minot, five thirty tomorrow in Bismarck, and uh, we wish our Maverick uh, men's team uh, all the best uh, this weekend. Uh, women's swimming and diving will not be competing this weekend at the UW Stevens Point invite. Uh, hope to see them back next week as they host a double duel against St. Kate's and uh, I believe it was uh, Augustana. Just a sec here. Now is basketball standings in the NSIC? Are they still going by points? or Are they going by point percentage? Uh, point percentage. Point or, wait, wait. Uh, it's uh, per- it's win percentage. Oh. so you don't, you don't get any points for wins or losses. Okay. So it's not hockey and it's not soccer. Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. I'm sorry. I couldn't help myself. No, you're good. Yeah. I don't know anything. So <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm 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 sorry about that. No, it's uh, it's based off a of win percentage, but you have to play a certain number of your uh, conference games in order to, I think, be able to win the division titles and all that sort of stuff. It's always been win percentage. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Well, well, see, normally it's all <laughs> normally <hockey>. before <laughs> before the last couple of years, it was always you know you play 22 conference games and no no games ever got canceled for anything. Yeah. So you always just kind of went by your win total, your conference win total. That determined the standings and the conference championships. But now they have to go by win percentage because, uh, you know, games have been canceled. Okay, so they did switch up. it. Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. So yeah. you're making me. You're making yeah. it like sound like <laughs> so, it's always. Been no, no, no. So this, okay. this is this is a new thing. So oh, okay. But, uh, and I guess I should mention this too. Uh, Minnesota State had uh, it's uh, they. Two weeks ago, they had their St. Cloud and Minnesota Duluth games canceled. Uh, there, well, this, the Minnesota Duluth game was canceled, but we were able to reschedule our road uh, St. Cloud uh, game to February first at six p.m. So that'll be at Hallenbeck Hall, which is a Tuesday, February first, I believe. So, okay. and correction on the swimming and diving schedule: the women uh, on January 29th they'll host MSU Moorhead and St. Kate's in a double duel at one p.m. So, hope to see this. That's their last one before uh, the conference championships, I believe, just a week and a half later. So, and those are going to be in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Uh, Connor, we uh, recently had a uh, ba- say, baseball. Uh, I was going to say our yeah. sports on the diamond are right around the corner. Yeah, they are, and uh, we just recently had a preseason poll come out uh, regarding our baseball team. Yeah, our baseball team is projected to finish first in the NSIC this season. Of course. Yes. <laughs> of course. Of course. We weren't last year, though. 
No. They're supposed to be second, but look well, what happened. Exactly. Well, uh, winners of the regular season and the conference tournament. Mm-hmm. Um, Mavericks made a trip to the regional tournament yep. and finished third yep. in the regional tournament. Um, Colin Dank, unreal pitcher last year. Mm-hmm. So you already know he's on a SIC preseason pitcher of the year <laughs> yep. this year. And uh, Mavericks are returning Indel Koffer. Alter Matt's another player to watch. Two-way infielder and pitcher for the Mavericks. Um, oh, there was one I was just thinking of. I lost it. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, Adam Schneider. Returning freshman from last season who yeah. just rakes. Really looking forward to seeing what he can do this season. Um, Mavericks lost a lot of pieces last year with Joey Werner, Teddy Peterson, all those guys. But, I mean, we've seen it um, year after year after year. And I know I haven't even been here as long as mm-hmm. you. But they, they continue to just bring guys in. Those yep. guys like Adam Schneider, they'll step up and fill the holes and stuff. Yep. So, But it's going to be interesting to see what we got this year and who steps up. So yeah. um, it's crazy how some of those guys that didn't get any playing time last year will probably yeah. knock on wood finish the year over 300 batting this year so we'll see we'll yeah. see what happens but uh, i'm really looking forward to getting back on the diamond yeah. watch baseball yeah the softball team hasn't had their the preseason poll for the conference nope. hasn't come out yet but i can almost assure you that uh it's going to be like us augie and winona in the top three spots on the softball side it always is us three if and, i was a betting man yeah that, yeah that that's the that's the safe bet uh you know, uh, Augie, of course, uh, won the regional tournament last year, and we uh, lost to them in the regional in the regional the final day of the regional tournament. And uh, of course, the Maverick the Maverick softball team won the conference tournament last year. Uh, Mackenzie Ward was the NSIC Pitcher of the Year, first team All American in the NFCA and D two CCA. And then, of course, you throw in uh, Michaela Armbruster as another starting pitcher. And then I think we got uh, what uh, think we got six starters returning uh, from the field. Yep, from last year's squad as well. So we got a very experienced team coming back, and the softball 13 team total, correct? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, thirteen yep. letter winners from last year, yep. and it'll be interesting to see. It'll be fun to watch this softball team, you know. And um, you know, we always uh, the, really, I th- I think it's always a really good barometer to see how our team is, you know, in the early season tournaments and everything like that. And uh, you know, it really gives us a good indication of how good this team is going to be, you know, down the stretch. And then, of course, you get into that conference schedule and. Uh, and then when those games against Winona and Augie roll around, they're always a big deal because both the, all the all of us are usually, you know, gunning for that uh, conference championship. But yeah, we got softball be- starting up here in about two weekends. They're going to be out at our Maverick Hall Sports Dome. The baseball team will be down in uh, Missouri St. Louis, correct? Twenty yep, fourth through the twenty sixth, and yep. then they'll take a couple days off before yep. March third, and then they'll head to Florida March third through the tenth. Yep. And then NSIC play starts on the nineteenth March. Yep. So. So, and uh, I'd be remiss if we didn't uh, talk about uh, some track and field. Yeah, right, Jordan. Uh, they're uh, absolutely at, they're at South Dakota State tonight, right? Yep, they are at the SDSU Invitational tonight. Um, coming off uh, both men's and women's victory here at the Minnesota State Invitational, men were twenty two ninety one or two ninety and a half mm-hmm. in one, and then the women were two seventy four and a half in victorious. Um, Expect nothing less from those track teams. Yeah, right? and you know this is my first exposure to them in here in the indoor season and you look up and down the list for both the men and the women um you know katie taylor first in nsac first in the nation in what was it not not uh, sh- the weight, throw, or the weight throw and then she's seventh in the nation in shot put and you know hit her provisional marks um you see Minnesota State, you know, triple jump. Floor Gracia, seventh in the nation, hit her provisional mark. 
um, almost, you know, almost every, every event, women, the men and women, they, um, they're there and they're leading it. And, you know, Denisha Cartwright, fourth in the nation, first in the conference in uh, 60, 60 meter hurdles, you know, hitting the provisionals, qualifying, um, the list goes on and on. Really, I oh, mean, yeah, there's, there's so many. Those of them, are just the yeah. top athletes. Yeah. There's in, in some of these events, um, women and men have three, four that are in the top ten in the nation, and then right behind each other in the conference. And you know, there, uh, J.C. Simmons, you know, leader in the nation in the two hundred meter um, women's two hundred meters. Um, and then you look at the men too. Same same story, you know everywhere uh or eighth in the 60 meters uh is uh shaheed hickman from from minnesota state hitting his his mark provisional mark um there's just so many to even just narrow it down to name a few here um you know cornelius cornelius claw is dominating in his hurdles leads a conference and i believe is up in in uh, definitely in top five, possibly leading the hurdles there. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. look to continue their strong, mm-hmm. strong start or strong yep, exactly. History. You know, the, the the season's just uh, it's still pretty young. We still got a lot yep. of events here at uh, Myers Fieldhouse before it's all said and done, and before we get to those co- indoor championships. But that's about all the time we have here for this edition of Maverick Magazine. I want to uh, remind everyone that you can follow all or, all the action of all of our sports at msumavericks.com. Follow us on Twitter at MinStateAthletics. And remember, it's great to be a Maverick. Yeah,